The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and today. The year is 1987, episode 6, December. London, November 27th on the ITV Channel 4 network. among you, good morning and welcome to The Last Resort. Now you're probably asking yourself, what belting guests and foot-tapping music does JR have for the show this evening? Will you please welcome, playing live with Steve Naive and the Playboys, Mr Paul McCartney. Oh, 
got a couple of albums here. I wouldn't mind you signing for some friends of mine, if that's all right. Uh, you... I have to do them now, John. I this, mean... is, this is for a friend of mine uh, called Jonathan, if you just signed it. <laughs> um, when was the last time you did live TV? Live music? You seriously live this, Yeah, it's, it's to a friend of mine called Jonathan. The, the week item. <coughs> this is the week item. <laughs> 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 I'll do this for you, Jonathan. Paul McCartney, Jonathan. Uh, so, well, so why do the oldie like that? Is that uh... Uh, I've recorded some of them on my 12-inch uh, of a new single, Once Upon a Long Ago. Uh -huh. A couple of rockers on it. A couple so. of rockers on the back. Did <laughs> you do this one for... He's another friend of mine. Just put Is the... He, he didn't just... Just put the initials to JR on the... <laughs> <laughs> now, what... what how, uh, recently, uh, Michael Jackson bought all the... Um, the Northern Song catalogue, didn't he? Did he? A lot of your stuff on. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah. How did you feel about that? I know you own quite a few songs yourself. Yes, well, it was a terrific move on his part. Because you worked with him, didn't you? You kind of duetted yes, him. Yes, I did, yes. Yeah. Did you know he planned to buy them? Well, he sort of said to me, I'm going to buy your songs, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought he was joking. I could get out of here. And he phoned me and said he's bought them. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you're likely with Elvis Costello at the moment, aren't you? Well, not at this very moment. No, not at this very moment. <laughs> <laughs> but you did your show. How did that get together? How did you work with Elvis? Uh, somebody said, it uh, might be a good idea if you wrote with Elvis Costello. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, I try. Yes, I don't. <laughs> no, he's, he's very good, you know, so we... Could you put this one to John? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, you know. Yeah. This, this was one of the... Wait a minute. To John, John. Yeah. Okay. Baby. This is definitely the weak item on the show. You I reckon he gets one weak item every week. <laughs> Only one. You're far too kind, Paul. <laughs> okay, now what's up? You're going to tour soon, aren't you? You can do some live dates? Well, I mean, that's the, uh, maybe next year sometime, you know. And what, who are you going to talk to? Have you got a band organised? Are you going to try and take these blades? No, boys? I haven't asked the lads yet, but uh, they're shaping up pretty well. They're working out. Well, we, we can't uh, possibly let you go without doing another number for us. Uh, okay. Before then, could you just sign this one here? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 that's it. No, 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 no way. No way. I can fake it anyway. What um, I thought I'd uh, just sign the rest of those albums. <laughs> no. A uh, little song called I Saw Her Standing There. Because she was just
proud of my dad for working like a teenager. Thanks for watching. See you next week. Then Paul and the band launched into a bit of the Wings track, Spin It On. Two days later, Paul and Linda and his band fly to Holland on November 29th and record an appearance on the Dutch TV show Countdown, where they promote the single Once Upon a Long Ago. Welcome, very much welcome, Paul McCartney. Thank you. Welcome to yourself. Oh, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks a lot. You're promoting your new album and your single, Once Upon a Long Ago, now. Yeah. And I heard that uh, Holland is one of the few countries where you're going to do some promotion. Why Holland? Yeah. Why Holland? Yeah. It's a wonderful country and very flat. It is. Easy to get around. And nice museums. Very good museums, yes. You visited them? Yes, I just, you did too, I hear. No, no, no. I mean, but I'm you got bored. Yeah. You got bored. Yeah, that's true. We're going to do our Dutch top ten of this moment. So maybe you can have a listen to, you know, and have a look at it. Yeah. And then give some scientific, um, well, comment on Information. it. Information. Information. I will Something try. Something like that. Okay. Mm. The combinaat stijgt van 22 naar 10 met Never Can Say Goodbye. Icehouse blijft staan op 9 met Crazy. Chic stijgt van 10 naar 8 met Jack the Freak. George Harrison and Got My Mind Set On You stijgt van 14 naar 7. Abigail Mead stijgt twee plaatsen naar 6 met Full Metal Jacket. Ubi 40 daalt naar 5 met Maybe Tomorrow. Tim Hardin, How Can We Hang On To A Dream stijgt van 6 naar 4. Terrence Van Darby blijft staan op 3 met Dance Little Sister. Rick Astley blijft staan op 2 met Whenever You Need Somebody. En op nummer 1 George Michael and Faith. Nog steeds. So what is, what, is, yeah. what is the most talented one out of these? Out of them, I wouldn't dare to say, but I think George Harrison's got to uh, be in with a chance. It's a good hip raid, yeah? Seems yeah. like good music you've got there. Okay, I agree. Very similar to England. Yeah. At the moment. Very. I agree about George Harrison, so let's have a look at it now. Must we? Yes, we okay. must. Okay. You've got my mindset on you. <laughs> I got my mindset on you. I got my mindset. Set on you. I got my mind set on you. I got my mind set on you. 
Good, I like it, yeah. Do you play that? He's home? a friend of mine. Is he really? Yeah, I like him, yes. He's very good for a young chap. <laughs> How old is he He's now then? He's younger than me, so this makes him infinitely young, baby, mm. just starting in the business. All right. He's a year younger than me. Mm. It's, an, it's a big difference. Yeah. I will have this seriously deep interview with you then in a yes. moment, okay? Yes, yeah. I will have one with you too. Oh, great. It's very good. All right, thank you. You are quite a fan of Rupert Bear, isn't it? Yeah. And you're going to have an extended version of We All Stand Together? Going to well, no, I, I, it, Rupert Bear is a little character from uh, English newspapers, a cartoon character, and uh, I'd like to make a feature film, uh, which is, uh, won't be an extension of uh, the Frog Song, be different. But um, it's a big job. It's like a, Walt Disney, you know. It's very, a lot of work, very complicated. But I'd like to do it. You like cartoons because yeah. also in your new video. I'm childish. Yeah? Yeah. Still? Childish, yeah. Very childish mentality. Stupid innocence. But I enjoy it. Now I do, I like cartoons. Don't you? 
Yes, I do. Mm. Then finally, um, new album. Um, I'm writing it at the moment, and I've I've recorded <clears throat> a couple of things, and so I should be finished with it next year sometime. And are you going to promote it then by touring? Yeah, I think so. Maybe you know. First of all, you got to get an album. Then you got to get a band. Oh yeah, of yeah, course. It's, it's, you've got to do that. And yeah. um, so I'm looking around at the moment for people to play with and stuff. And uh, as I say, I'm writing the album, but it feels good. I'm enjoying doing it. So maybe it'd be a good one.
Okay, well, if you come over, I will be there. I will be screaming loud. Will you be there screaming? Yes, I will. Let me hear you scream loud, please. Now? Yeah. Okay, sound engineer, wake up. That's very good. It's very good. You can come. It'd be very good. You'd be very welcome. Paul and Lynn and everybody with the band, thank you very much for being here today. And I would like to give you the last word of the show. And how do you say it in? Totsinsk. Once upon a long ago. On December 2nd, Paul and his band appear on BBC TV's Top of the Pops, miming to his single Once Upon a Long Ago. Traveling with McCartney is his promotional band that consists of Paul on guitar, Linda on keyboards, Chris Whitten on drums, Nigel Kennedy on violin, Keith Airy on bass, and Stan Saltzman on sax. back on the pops and I love Nigel Kennedy's hair. On December 3rd, Paul and the band travel to Paris, France for more promotional work. Here, McCartney films an interview at Butte Chaumont Studios for French TV's Rapido with host Antoine Duquan. and you're watching Rapido. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Antoine. Happy birthday to you. Merci, Paul. Je suis vraiment très touché à ta santé. Et maintenant, on regarde Maybe I'm Amazed sur scène. 
Et nous avons obtenu une interview absolument exclusive de la part de Paul McCartney qui nous servira à commenter les différents reportages qui constituent cette 13 e édition. A commencer par son tout nouveau clip, une exclusivité, Once Upon a Long Ago. Vous allez voir, c'est un petit peu spécial, mais après tout, c'est Paul McCartney et puis les fêtes approchent. C'est absolument faux. Et on va voir tout de suite ce que Paul McCartney a à nous dire de cette époque des Beatles. Cinéma. Pardon. I think I like Hard Day's Night the best as a movie. Just because it's very fresh. And uh, I like black and white movies. Anyway, I, I just like that. Um, but I mean, I have I have good memories of all the films, really. George uh, is was the surprise, really, because when we did the movies, the, probably the person least interested was George. Mm -hmm. Turn up, he'd play. He didn't want to know. You know, he's kind of serious. Didn't, he didn't like the movies. So it was a bit stupid, you know, the acting. You know, you want to just play my guitar. But he's turned out to be the most successful with the movies. You know, he ha he has handmade films, and they just made Mona Lisa, and they make some really quite good films. They make some bad ones too. Shanghai Surprise was one of them. For the last few years, I've said my mind to him. You know, just whenever I felt something like, you know, thing like Broad Street, I thought was a big mistake. Not to make the film, because I quite enjoyed it myself, but the idea of trying to write and do everything yourself, that's the mistake. But um, he's, he's made some very good films. The company's made some, the Monty, some Monty Python things, and Time Bandits, and some, some really quite good films. Ringo. And Ringo's um, been in some stuff. You know, he, he's, he's an actor, you know, he, he just likes... I think he's a kind of a comedy actor, you know. It's, 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 uh, I haven't seen everything he's done. I didn't see Caveman, uh, where he met Barbara. <laughs> But I, I don't know if it's worth seeing, you know. I mean, I, I think the main thing was meeting Barbara. I'm not sure about the film being very good. But uh, he's good, you know. I think, uh, I think probably Ringo needs someone to manage what he does. Because he's very good, but he needs the right things like everyone. But uh, maybe he accepts stuff that he shouldn't do. Maybe so someone should sort of uh, get him better parts, because he's very good. He needs a, a wonderful film. Someone out there should offer him a magnificent part. Film directors watch. And what about you? Have you got plans to, uh, to do um, I like films, you know. I like, like being in them. I, I think it's interesting, the, the, the whole thing of making a feature. But um, I, I, I think I prefer music. You know, it's, it's, I'm better at music. Rap, rap, Peter. <laughs> I heard another one about a man Please. who made a cake. <laughs> He made a cake out of baked beans. A birthday cake out of baked beans is the only cake that blows its own candles out. <laughs> it's perhaps a little more earthy. <laughs> oh. Rap, rap, Peter.
On December 5th, the McCartney's French promotional tour for his single Once Upon a Long Ago continues, with Paul and the band miming to the single on the French television program Sacré Soiree. Superbe chanson, Paul McCartney, good evening, Paul. Bonsoir, monsieur. Ah, bonsoir. You speak French? No. No. I don't speak English, so... What, what, what are you doing? What am I doing here? Because je vous aime. Très bien, oui, ça part très très bien cette interview. Uh, vous êtes venu en France pourquoi? Why, why did you come in France only for, for this show? Yes, just because I, je vous aime. Très bien. Alors j'ai une deuxième question à vous poser. Est-ce que, est que Paul, vous allez bientôt chanter? Est-ce qu'on va peut-être vous voir en concert comme l'ont fait euh, tant d'autres, Madonna par exemple? Are you going to sing in France or in Europe? Uh, oui, peut-être. 
Bon. Et qu'on apprend quand même beaucoup de choses. Il est possible que Paul McCartney vienne, vienne chanter. J'ai une question. I would like to ask you a French question. Oui. Tout le monde se souvient de cette superbe chanson, Michel. Who was Michel, ma belle uh, Dans ma tête. Donc okay. on ne saura rien. Okay. On ne saura strictement rien ce soir. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, French lesson, ok Oui. Lesson one. Oui. La plume de ma tante. La plume de ma tante. Ok. Lesson two. Oui. Sacré soirée. Soirée sacrée. Non. Non. Tante de ma plume Non, tante de ma plume. Sa lesson one. La oui. plume oui. de ma tante. Ok. Sacré soirée. Sacré soirée. Thank you for coming, Paul Very McCartney. Good. Ok. Thank you. December 7th, Castle Communications, in association with MPL and EMI, release worldwide on home video cassette, Once Upon a Video by Paul McCartney. I'm off to buy a video, Dad. What's a video, son? This 18-minute cassette features four videos, Once Upon a Long Ago, Stranglehold, Pretty Little Head, and we all stand together. and the frog song, now the complete video. The next day, December 8th, was a historic day in the world. It was the day that the United States President, Ronald Reagan, and the General Secretary of the Soviet Union, Mikhail Gorbachev, signed the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty, or INF, in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the White House. This ceremony and the treaty we're signing today are both excellent examples of the rewards of patience. It was over six years ago, November 18, 1981, that I first proposed what would come to be called the zero option. It was a simple proposal, one might say disarmingly simple. <laughs> For the first time in history, the language of arms control was replaced by arms reduction. In this case, the complete elimination of an entire class of U.S. and Soviet nuclear missiles. 
At the reception for Gorbachev yesterday, Yoko Ono said she felt the spirit of her late husband was helping to give peace a chance. The arms agreement was signed on the seventh anniversary of John Lennon's death, and as the peacemakers met in Washington, Lennon fans gathered in New York to honor his passing. gathered at Strawberry Fields, the section of Central Park dedicated to Lennon's memory. Among the many songs remembered at the site that's just across from the Dakota where he was killed in 1980 was John and Yoko's anti-war anthem, Merry Christmas, War is Over. On December 12th, Paul, now back in England, makes an appearance on the BBC One Morning Children's TV show, Going Live, 
from the BBC Centre on Wood Lane, London, with host Sarah Green. We're all sitting around here going, ribbit, ribbit. And what did you do when those two frogs kissed each other? Mm. Like this, we're all making all the sound effects. Did you actually have to do those sound effects in the studio? Yes, yes, for the record, yeah. They couldn't find anyone else who could kiss like I could. (laughs) (laughs) What about the fish in the middle who goes, that one, who's that? That's me again, yes. It's me, it's a cheap record. He's admitting it all. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing next, Paul, after you've finished here, next week? What are you doing? What am I doing? Well, funnily enough, I'm uh, going to work with George Martin and do a new Rupert song next Which week. Any clues? Any well, clues about it's just a new song. It's for uh, we're, we're hoping to do the kind of feature, the whole full-length film of Rupert. So it's a new song for that. So what do you do with a project like that? Are you building up the songs, little animation, little films, then you're going to put them all together, or what? <laughs> well, really, what we're doing, we're just kind of trying out this new song and. Uh, then we'll probably sort of start working on the film after that. But it's really just to keep moving rather than sort of keep thinking about the script endlessly, you know. Mm. And also giving you time to do lots of other things. In the meantime, like, come on shows like this. Come on going live. I know. Jolly glad that you did. Paul takes questions via telephone from young callers as Paul's son James sat beside him. We've got the call on line one. We? Right. As we speak, Julia is waiting to speak to us. Julia, what's your question for Paul? Hello, hello, Paul. Hi, Julia. Um, Paul, if you woke up on Christmas morning yeah. and found that somebody had bought you a time machine, yeah. which part of your life would you like to go back to? Ooh. Which part of my life would I like to go back to? Oh, dear. Does it have to um, be back? Does it have to be going back, Julia? Well, you we can go forward if you can want. Can it go forward as well? Yeah, if you I want. Think, I think I'll, I'll stick with back for the time being, <laughs> if you don't mind, Sarah. Um, I'm meeting the Queen at the Royal Command Performance. Uh, the bit where she said to me, she said, where are you playing tomorrow night? And I said, Slough, Mum. And she said, oh, that's just near us. <laughs> <laughs> Is she over to, to invite you in for some cocoa or anything like that? No, I did, she didn't actually invite us for the cocoa and stuff, but it was more the, the rum and drambuie. Good Lord, now we know, now we know. Thanks for that question, Julia. Brilliant. Yeah. I love you. And oh. so do Natasha, Cheska, Lucy, Rebecca and Fiona. So could you blow a kiss to us, oh, please? Oh, wow. <laughs> Lots of love in your direction. Yes, isn't that great, eh? Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Julia. Now, who's next? Line four, we've got Tamsin, I think. Hello. Hello, Tamsin. Hello. Even Hi. speechless now. How long did it take you to write the song? To write the frog song? Yes. It actually didn't take very long, really. It took longer to make the record and do all the arrangements and do all the bits like the kissing and all the little bits Sarah was talking about. But actually writing it, it just took one day, just a few hours one day. Line five, next. Who's on line five? James. James, are you there? Yes. Morning. Morning. Hi, James. Hello, Paul. I knew you when you were an actor. (laughs) Go on. What's your question? Would you like to play um, in a band with your children when they are older? Yeah, that would be lovely, actually. Yeah, Sometimes when we're at home, you know, the kids sort of get and bang drums and sort of play instruments and stuff, and we do do little bits and uh, pieces together, and it's great fun. 
And I have often wondered, you know, when they grow up, if they wanted to be in a band, it'd be great well, to I'm have Well, I can ask one right now, actually. Excuse me. There's <laughs> a young on, man yeah, We've got here. one of them right can here. Can we introduce this young on man camera. to the world? Can camera we move three. over? He's right here. Next here, over here. There we are. There he is. That's my son, James, in James. fact. James. Take the phone and tell this young man, also called James, whether you want to be in a band. Yes. What would you like to play? Um, guitar. Yeah. Like Dad? Guitar, yeah. Are you left-handed? Oh, no, he's right-handed, he's right-handed, yeah. Oh. But he liked guitar ever since he saw Back to the Future. <gasps> With Michael J. Fox? Yeah. That was brilliant, wasn't it? And oh. we played Johnny Be Good together. You ought to hear it. I think well we, hip. I think I'm going to ask if we can hear that. Yes, Sarah. Who is Sarah going out with? No, we know that. Okay, yeah, you know that one. we know that. One. Um, no, it's another story. Another story about you doing a video. Yes. With young George and young Ringo. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. I mean, any chance of that? Well, actually, George uh, would ask me the other night to be in his video, and then I read in the paper the next morning that. I was doing it. I hadn't actually answered whether I was going to do it or not. The newspaper seemed to know that I was. And then I saw George the night after and he said, he didn't, he didn't even know anything about it. So I think it was made up. It That's your up. question. It's you I'm talking to it now, was, isn't it? Not out there. Well, probably out there as well, because quite oh, yeah. a lot of people I know have been asking that anyway. Yeah, I'd like to be in his video. I'd like to play the part of the walrus with a big mask over my head, you know, and be very um, walrus -y walrus -y. about the whole thing, yes. If you're not being a frog, you're being a walrus. walrus I don't know. I don't know. There's no stopping it. I'm afraid that's all the calls we've got time for this morning, but we have got this lovely video here. Once upon a long ago, a nice picture of Paulie on the front there. No, I... And uh, we're going to be giving that away, but you have to come, come up with an answer to a question first. What's the question? Which is, what national newspaper does Rupert appear in? Very hard, that one. Very difficult question. Up on a postcard to, to Going Live, BBC TV, London W12, 8QT. Well, the boys are standing by. Linda and the band are over there. Nice to see you. Welcome. They're all there. Just warming their fingers up, ready for the number, and Trev and Simon are fulfilling Got a lifetime's guitar. ambition. See you here. later, sir. They are handing over your guitar to you. Nice to talk to you, Paul. Oops, see you later. Thank you, sir. Very Paul good. McCartney, Christmas single, once upon a long ago. When they've just flexed their fingers, they'll be ready to start, I'm sure. Here it is. with his footy staff tied to his violin. And of course, Paul McCartney there at number 14, once upon a long ago. So good to see him back on the show. That's Paul McCartney and once upon a long ago. Incidentally, he's going to be having a quiet Christmas at home with the family. 
You might be kind enough to, just to uh, introduce yourself, actually. Yeah. Hello. I'm George Harrison. Well, for, uh, for people who uh, may not be entirely familiar with that name, Lord knows where they've been, could you, uh, could you sort of uh, describe to them what this chap George Harrison does, who he is, and that kind of carry on? Like sort of what's my line yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I need a shovel for that. <laughs> I? A shovel. Yeah. I dig roads up and lay gas mains. Right. Basically, that's what I do. The same day over in America on the CBS television network, George Harrison is seen in a taped interview from October as the show West 57th focuses on the highs and lows of his career. same day over in America on the CBS television network, George Harrison is seen in a taped interview from October as the show West 57th focuses on the highs and lows of his career. Welcome to West 57th. There's never been anything like the Beatles. John, Paul, George and Ringo were the most popular band in history. George Harrison, the youngest, was always the most uncomfortable with the Beatles' extraordinary celebrity and after it was over, his withdrawal was the most painful. They broke up nearly 20 years ago, but their records continue to sell more than a billion, that's billion, so far. They never reunited, rarely talked about what it was like, but this week, seven years after John Lennon's death, George Harrison remembers. Harrison has avoided any discussion of the Fab Four until now. He admits he's finally recovered from the ordeal of being George Harrison, the Beatle. I had no ambition when I was a kid, other than to play a guitar and get in a rock and roll band. And I don't really like to be the guy in the white suit at the front. Like in the Beatles, I was the one who kept quiet and at the back and let the other egos be at the front. Philip Norman is the author of Shout, which many consider the definitive Beatles biography. The Beatles is not a normal story, it's a supernatural story, and the pressure was supernatural, and it required supernatural luck and forbearance to recover from it, and he has recovered from it. He's the one that we're going to have to ask about the Beatles. There's, there's no one else to ask now, because McCartney won't tell you, Ringo can't tell you, John isn't here. When you say Paul won't tell you, what do you mean? He rewrites history all the time. And Ringo can't tell you because... He doesn't know. He doesn't know? No, he just, um, he drank the drink, he smoked the joints, he had the girls and he drummed the drums. That was Ringo. Harrison was barely in his twenties when the world embraced the Beatles. They were the most envied young men ever who used their sense of humour to keep the world at arm's length. Wacky mop tops, cheeky chappies, you know, just sort of, oh, well, hello then, how are you doing? You know, like all the cartoon Beatles things, the little jokes and stuff. Okay, what's your favourite song? Uh, uh, White Christmas. Did you say White Christmas? Yeah. yeah it's a good song. Not in rock and roll. Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah it is, yeah. Yeah, it is. You've heard it. Um, very naive, very sincere. Very charming. Uh, charming, yeah, but a bit thick. I hope to have enough money to go in, into a business of my own by the time we um, do flop. I've always fancied having a, 
a lady's hairdressing salon, you know, or strangle them, in fact. I remember seeing a clip of you saying, well, when this all flops, I'm going to be business. Oh, yeah, we'll I'm all have hairdressers yes. and stuff, yeah. Yes. But that's fun. We said that. We you know, we were naive in those days. Harrison was the one for whom the, the Indian mystical period and the mind-expanding psychedelic period gave a measure of power. As soon as Harrison took the sitar into the studio, he became important, because up to that point, George Martin, the producer of the Beatles, was terrible to him. He used to say, you will play these notes. Here they are on the piano. You will play this. He was the underdog of the Beatles. He was the one who had the most miserable time. Harrison was very much younger, in particular, than, than Lennon, and Lennon used to patronise him and call him that kid. That stuck for an awful long time. That's another root of this sort of resentment and this feeling of discomfort and, and, and rancour that he had as a Beatle. In an interview before his death, John Lennon said he was really hurt by you, that you'd never mentioned in your autobiography any of the influence that he had on you. He was annoyed because I didn't say that he had written one line of, of this song, Taxman. Hmm. But Did you tell him that? Well, I, I didn't because he was already dead after that. But the point to that was that I also didn't say how I wrote two lines to come together or three lines to Eleanor Rigby. You know, I wasn't getting into any of that. I think on In the Balance, I would have had more things to be niggled with him about than he would have with me. But he said that you idolized him as a young boy, <laughs> that you thought... Well, that's what he thought. And you didn't? Well, I liked him very much. He was, he was a groove. He was a good lad. But at the same time, he misread me. He didn't realize who I was. And this was one of the main faults of, of John and Paul. They were so busy being John and Paul, they failed to realize who else was around at the time. I think that perhaps he felt sometimes a bit of a junior member. And the other thing is he doesn't want to be, spend all his life as an ex-Beatle. Michael Palin, once a member of Britain's Monty Python, has appeared in Harrison's films and remains a close friend. I think George is now more confident than he's been for a while. He, uh, he always had an interest in films. But just recently, um, I think with handmade films, he feels he's really done something he can be very proud of. Harrison, as movie producer, has financed such films as Monty Python's Life of Brian Mona Lisa. and the acclaimed Mona Lisa, which brought an Oscar nomination to actor Bob Hoskins. Let's yeah. watch it. We piss off. <laughs> now Harrison is giving Hoskins a chance to direct his first film. Have I given you a film? Have I given you a film? You know, I don't work like business people. It's the same with music. If I have to try and make a record that will fit into the top ten, then I'm wasting my time. I have to be me. And it's like that kind of thing with Bob. It would be s silly not to try to do s something with him. You know, from where I sit, I mean, I just think he's so good. Everybody likes to say, OK, one of your best friends got assassinated, so surely you must be uh, nervous about being assassinated too. You know, I like to take care 
but I don't walk around fearing for my life, and I don't think, you know, anybody could be bothered killing me, you know. What's the point of killing me? There's nothing, you know. I don't feel that important. Here comes the sun, do-do-do. Here comes the sun, and I say, it's all right. So, um, it's strange, but it's... It's just another one of the strange things that's happened in this life. You know, our manager died, our road manager was shot by the L.A. police. So many of our friends died through the years, and, you know, everybody went on drugs, everybody went to the Himalayas, everybody got divorced. You know, it's just a very um, concentrated kind of life. It's all right. The whole thing has been like this, really in one way or another. It's all right. Just sort of get used to it. Thank you very much. Thank you. The record that has roots The next day, on December 13th from London, Paul continues promotions for his single with four interviews for the Italian and Portuguese audience. Courtney. Hello. Hello, oh. Luis. <laughs> and it's wonderful to be here. Like the, the song is certainly a thrill. thrill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once upon a long ago, we used to be in Portugal. Have you uh, the house in the Algarve? No, Where I haven't got a house, no. I, um, I used to stay with friends in Portugal. It's a beautiful place. I like it a lot. Do you remember a song you've written to a Portuguese group called Panina? Mm. Do you remember it? Yeah. I, I came... Well, I don't know how the song is, but uh, I came uh, back late one night after being out, and I was probably a bit drunk. <laughs> and, I, and I went to this hotel called the Panina, uh -huh. the big, big hotel down there. Just when it was starting, I think. And uh, the group were on, and they asked me to sit in. So I sat in playing drums, and uh, we just started singing this song. It was called Panina. So I sort of wrote it and gave it to them. Can you still remember all the, the songs you've written already? Most of them, <laughs> most of them. I can't remember the words to them all. If I have to do them, I have to learn them again. No, because I've written quite a few. Would you sing one for us, for the Portuguese? Sing one. Well, one little song I wrote in 1943 was Oh, <laughs> That was just one. Yeah. That's the, the latest single, Once Upon a Long Ago. Um, it's uh, something like uh, When We Was Fab, like uh, George Harrison, something it's like that. Nostalgic, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, but George has done When We Was Fab, really like the Beatles, like kind of 60s sound. This is uh, more 80s sound, I think. Picking up scales and broken chords Up your dark tails in the house of lords Tell me, darling, what have you seen? Once upon a George Edison. Do you like the latest album, Cloud Nine? Yeah, I think it's good. Have you some, heard it? Some good tracks on it, yeah. 
Mm. I like side one best. Side one? Which one? Which track? Which tracks? Um, just for today, I think it's called. Slow track. Yeah, yeah. Ballad. Yeah. If just for one night I could feel not sad and I like that. Mm -hmm. I like the single. We've got the yeah, set on you. Me. Yeah. It's from the 50s. That's right. From James Ray. Why don't you write uh, George Harrison for the next album of yours? I might just do that. For you, Luis, you? Yeah. I might just do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr, too. Yes? Yes, very good. <laughs> Wonderful. When do you plan to retire? Well, right after this interview. <laughs> when? Why? You've done it to me, Luis. You've absolutely exhausted me, man. <laughs> Coming all the way from Portugal, ruined my career. Look, how am I going to be able to go on Portuguese television after this interview? Why not? They won't want to know. When you come to Portugal, play for us. You never did. It'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to, yeah. Um, I'll arrange something for you. Will you? Yeah. At your house? <laughs> In my house, yeah. With Antonio and Jorge. Have you already the title for the next album? For your album. It's my interview with Luis is <laughs> going to be the whole the whole theme. It's a concept album. A concept album. Yeah. It's the day I met Luis. For you, which is the worst record from the Beatles? The worst? There are no. There are no. No, no, no. And the good one? Is the worst record of the Beatles? I can't. Is there a worst record from no, the Beatles? I think no. I like, I like most of what we did. Can you, st can you sing for me, Love Me Do, for instance? No. On December 14th at Hog Hill Studio in Rye, Sussex, Paul works on new material for a Rupert the Bear feature film. Welcome to our island. Glad you came to call. Now you've made yourself at home. You're welcome to us all. We are simple people. Why are we this way? This is what we always say. It's the way that we bong on the bongo. It's the way that we bang on the beat bass drum. The way that we sing on the song makes the tropic island hum. McCartney then takes the Rupert recordings to London for further work with George Martin and Jeff Emmerich. I'm uh, going to work with George Martin and do a new Rupert song. Then we'll probably sort of start working on the film after that. But it's really just to keep moving rather than sort of keep thinking about the script end of the mm.
Beatles made the first ever concept video in 1967 with Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane. Uh, and we the, did more before that. But not concept videos, were they? I mean, I know you did a lot of promo films, but they were yeah. performance pieces. Were they? Like yeah. Rain and Paperback Writer. No, we did Running Around Behind Trees like yeah. the Ruttles with our sunglasses on. <laughs> I think actually the Ruttles did it like the Beatles, right? But anyway, I mean, you guys did the first ones ever, right? Would you agree yeah. on that? And Mick Jagger would probably say he did, but, you know, he was always a day late and a dollar short. And you yourself have made lots oh, of them. Oh, I knew the Rolling Stones when they were all broke cream. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> stop. I just let you know. <laughs> I mean, Cracker Box. But there's so many yeah. that you made. But now, I mean, so we're not saying you're new to video. I'm just wondering. But it is so much more important now than it ever was when you made them. On December 18th at Greenford Studios in London, Film production begins on George Harrison's video for the song When We Was Fab, directed by 10CC's Kevin Gottlieb. I was a bit nervous because Gottlieb and Cream are a couple of loonies, especially yes. Lol. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're very sweet, but I wasn't sure if they knew exactly what they were doing. And uh, I found out they, they knew sort of 90% what they were doing, and the other 10% was a bit of a gray area. But it was very good, very funny. Did they pitch you on an idea and say, we've got this great idea, well, what do you think? I asked them to come up with an idea, play the song. Uh, I said, just go home and smoke something, listen to this, <clears throat> and come up with an idea. And they came up with that idea. And then after a few days, they started panicking. They said, it's not going to work, it's not going to work. And they tried to get out of it. And I said, don't panic now, because I had to do it, you see. I had three, four days before Christmas. It had to be done. So I said, just go for a walk in the garden, have a cup of tea, calm down, and then I'll talk to you in an hour. And I talked to him in an hour, and he said, oh yeah, I think it'll be okay. George, Ringo, and Elton John appear along with a mysterious walrus-suited bass player, rumored to be Paul McCartney. Well, here's another clue for you all. The walrus was Paul. The rumors are mainly due to Paul's remarks earlier wanting to appear in George's video dressed as a walrus. Well, actually, George uh, would asked me the other night to be in his video. I'd like to play the part of the walrus with a big mask over my head, you know, and be very um, walrusy about the whole thing. Take you away. But it really is Paul, but he's a bit shy lately. Scopes that magnified the tears Studied once and I'm Still alive for all and all Long time ago when we was fat Now in the video uh, for that song uh, you're wearing uh, a suit. Is that the same one that you wore on the cover of uh, Sergeant Pepper? Oh yeah, there's one little shot, yeah. I mean, one quick shot. Yeah, that's my Sergeant Pepper suit. The very same one? Same one, yeah. It's mm. been in mothballs <laughs> for 20 years. Mm. Is that sort of a comment on the um, sort of 20th uh, it, celebration? Of the it, wasn't, today? It, it wasn't a comment on anything really. It was just because that suit was so famous from that period that 
when I was going to do the, the, the video, I just got it out of the cupboard. I thought it's funny, you know, just to take this suit. It was hard to get the trousers. video at Montrose Music and Media Conference and received six nominations at the MTV Awards. On December 20th, Paul, Linda, and his band traveled to Frankfurt, Germany for more promotions for his single on the German chat show, Ventin Das. Here is the Herzlich Willkommen in Wetten Das, Paul McCartney. Mike. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Microphone. Just joking. Just joking. Paul. Okay. Ich habe schon Angst gehabt. Er geht wieder, wo er doch gerade erst da ist. Er versteht ein bisschen Deutsch, hat in Hamburg ein bisschen Deutsch gelernt. Ja, und im Schule. In der Schule? Ja, in der Schule in England. Die Natürlich, Bibel. Mensch, was soll das denn? Komm, gib mir deine Hand. Ja? We're going to sing your new song. Yes. Yes. Jawohl, Tom. Wir begrüßen ganz herzlich seine Frau, Linda. Welcome in Ludwigshafen. It's good to have you here. Wir freuen uns auf dein neues Lied. Right? Fritz. Fritz. Fritz auch, ja. Fritz wird ihm helfen. Fritz ist immer da. Paul. So, we're looking forward to see you. Sing your new song. See you later. Der klassische Händedruck. Man wird's mir nicht glauben. Paul McCartney. Bei uns in Wetten das hier sein neuer Titel. Once upon a long ago. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney, auch wenn er selber bescheiden Nein sagt, er ist halt doch eine lebende Legende. Schön, dass er da war. Very proud to have you here. Thank you and bye bye. The next day, December 21st, and for the next several days, Paul works on his next LP at Hog Hill Studios in Sussex. I had a song called Rough Ride, and I was a rough ride, rough ride. Cowboy. And I was thinking of recording it. So I got hold of the producer, Trevor Horn, and he came round and we stayed up most of the night. I remember particularly, it was one of the first times I'd ever used a five-string bass, which has got a really low bottom note. So listen out for it on Rough Ride. 
on December 22nd. Radio 1 across the UK for you and me, Britain's favorite Radio 1. More promotional work for George Harrison's album Cloud 9 continues when George gives an interview for BBC Radio 1 at Broadcasting House, Portland Place, London. It's sort of midied um, DX7 sounds. You know, you get these keyboards all midi together and they all sound like bells and stuff like that. And every record seems to sound the same to me. It's just like some clatter going on. So I thought, well, what I would like to do is more like how we used to do them in the old days. December 25th. Christmas Day. Christmas on BBC One. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas from Daytime News. Happy Christmas, everyone! And a very Merry Christmas from me and everyone here at Film 87. Happy Christmas. Hello, everybody. This is George Harrison wishing you all Happy Christmas, Happy New Year. Drive safely. (sighs) Merry Christmas. From all of us to all of you, a very Happy Christmas. On December 28th, George, Olivia, and Danny fly out of London's Heathrow Airport en route to Los Angeles, California for a lengthy stay to promote Cloud9 and other projects. I'd like to do something, not just a solo album for myself, I'd like to try and get involved with maybe Jeff, Lynn, and maybe Eric Clapton and do something together new like that, just a one-off. Or maybe just Jeff and I. If not, I'll do one on my own again. A new band in the making here? The Travelling Wilburys. <laughs> but don't tell anybody. It's New Year's Day and at Times Square in New York City. Hi, I'm Christy Brinkley and I don't know if you can even hear me above the roar of the crowds here in Times Square. I'm here with the real star of the evening, the New Year's Eve ball that's going to drop to bring in 1988. And I'm being joined by 300,000 people people for a singing, dancing, happy, noisy New Year's Eve. Just listen to them. 
everybody, and thanks for listening. 1988 is coming next. For more information or to contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at Yesterday Pod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time. Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts Yesterday and Today and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. Wow. (laughs) And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the shows. As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry, we will. (laughs) You can head to our social media pages, that's facebook.com slash yesterdayandtodaypodcast or facebook.com slash thirdmen or you could head to society Six dot com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's society, the number six, dot com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I Family Podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. <laughs> Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. <laughs> Guys, we need your help. <laughs> Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. Thank you, Dad. All right, we'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me.